L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. We are back at it again with another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. We have Pro Tour and Josh here today. Exciting news. Golf was back. It was an exciting tournament. It was awesome. I think it was probably the best that we could have possibly imagined with all of the top players playing pretty well. We have a playoff and it was those three footers, two footers that everyone was oh. missing. Oh. Oh, it was it was brutal. So we had Daniel Berger winning in a one hole playoff against Colin Morikawa. It ended in heartbreak. Colin missed a short putt. I but we saw that all day long. I mean, Jordan Spieth missed a one footer. We saw Xander had that heartbreak. 360 lip out and it seems like the guys were just missing short putts all day long but there were a couple of really good storylines of course Bryson coming back being swole it worked I I wasn't sure if it was going to work and if you guys have been living under a rock or haven't watched any golf news this is all anyone is ever talking about lately Bryson DeChambeau put it on about 25 pounds they call it muscle I don't really know. It looks a little bit fat and muscle. <laughs> <laughs> like, all he does is cable work, so I don't really know how that works. But anyways, oh my God. he has... Does weight affect your golf game? Yes. Well, the theory is, and Bryson should probably talk about this in his more scientific fashion, but if you put on more muscle, you're going to hit the ball farther. And golf is kind of becoming a bomber's game now. So the farther you hit it, the better you are. And a lot of people were saying that Bryson putting this much muscle and weight on was going to be a detriment to his game because you lose flexibility and you also need to be mobile. So there was a lot of questions of how he was going to play coming into this event. He played really well. I think he's actually going to have a really good season. This just shows that golf is so mental. And so if you believe in what you're doing, it's going to pay off. But the biggest storyline for me that I was shocked by was Jordan Spieth having a little baby comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I did I did not expect that at all. I Jordan Spieth has always been so good. He was good in junior golf and college golf and the beginning of his pro career. He has been a phenom his entire golf career. He's never really stumbled before. And so I think it's so hard for someone who has always been good to come out of a hole that they're in, especially with golf. And so to see him kind of come back a little bit, I mean, he was hitting it everywhere. Like it was intense. Like you would think he was going to have a run and you hit it OB and then he'd make a 50 footer and then you'd miss a one footer and it was all over the place. But it just, it was so exciting. And I missed, I, I missed him just talking to himself and his caddy. I miss that so much. He is one of the most animated players, and I love he just kind of puts it all out there, and he's a grinder and a fighter. So it was good to see him back. Yeah, I I, I agree with a lot of that, PG. I think Colonial was a, a – it was drama-filled. I mean, who I did, did not miss the spectators. I mean, you did in the shots a little bit, um, but what I – and I love, like, uh, that golf course looks like a, a golf course, you know, like that – PGA players should play, and and I love that it was only seven thousand yards because now now you have the full field can compete, and they did like that. There was there was like people making runs all day, both both Saturday and Sunday. People making runs, and and you live and die by the flat stick. And I I thought it was a real I, I loved it. I mean like that whole you know that whole thing with Kevin Na about how on on usually on USO courses he starts nine strokes back behind guys like Bryson and Brooks the uh, Colonial's not like that so it was really great to see all of these people coming out I thought DeChambeau looked like an action figure he looked like he was going to he was going to kill somebody I mean I felt he was going to like hit a golf ball and be like Bryson smash and just start like flexing after he hit it it was just I I don't I like Bryson because he always does things very unconventionally, but it's just all, it's all they talk about. And it's just so, is there nothing better to talk about? And I think that was definitely one of the downfalls was still the the broadcast. I didn't feel like they added anything to it. And I actually did something a little bit exciting on Thursday. I did a live commentary of the beginning of the first round with one of our podcast favorites here, Wells Adams. So he joined me and it was awesome. And I will say that it was much easier than I thought it was going to be. I felt like we did a really great job. We were entertaining. Wells definitely carried the entire uh, telecast part that we did together. So thanks Wells for that. He's an awesome host, but it just showed me how bad the broadcast really is when they're doing it on TV. And I thought it was really cool that the PGA tour did this multicast with a ton of different personalities and athletes. And it just showed you that there's different ways to bring new people in. And gosh, it was so boring. It was so boring listening to them. It was so boring talking about the players. The whole thing was just, it, it was bad. You've, I, 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 that was the other thing I was going to say. I said for the most part, but you, you've, you've ruined golf for me now because <laughs> I completely agree now with you that that was, I, I even wrote down, I wrote down on a, a little piece of paper, PG, you're so right. This is so boring. Like yeah. what they're talking about was so boring. And I, and it went through my head and I was like, God damn it. I, you know, I, I had, I had all day to watch the, I got to watch the whole thing. Right. Which is too long. 
but I, I started thinking, I was like, what, why, why is she right? Why is she right? And the honest to God truth is like, I love those voices because I grew up with those watching with my dad. But now that you've flipped back the curtain, you fucking ruined the game for me. It's, I, I started doing dishes. I started doing dishes. Well, because you think about how excited, I mean, we almost, we had the possibility of having an eight-man playoff. It was amazing golf. And then yeah, they were adding yeah. nothing to it. And maybe it's just because it's on network television and you can't be as unfiltered and you have to say what the producers are telling you. And it's probably not their fault, but it's the same thing over and over again. And I don't know why every single time there's a PGA tour event, I expect it to be different. You know, I I have these high expectations. I was like, well, maybe since it's back from, you know, this is the first time back, they're going to add a little more, do something a little bit more. And what was also frustrating is they never show any other players except for two or three people. They didn't show Daniel Berger really at all. Nope. Which was nope. shocking. Yeah, and, and, and you know what it came down to? And you know what? It's, it's like you're, you're literally ruining my life, podcast, episode by episode. But it's white mansplaining is what they do. They want to tell the people watching how much they know. Like how much they know the course, how much they know uh, the, 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 the putter. It's ridiculous. Like it's not they, – they, they lose – we lose all the drama with their voices. 100%. No, you've ruined it. Yeah, I'm mad at you. <laughs> but it just shows. And I always gave them the benefit of the doubt because I have never been in that situation. And I know how difficult certain jobs can be. But doing it on Thursday and having the opportunity to talk as if I was a commentator, it was so easy. It was easy to come up with funny stories. It was so easy. And to make it PG, too, we definitely didn't. We never crossed the line. We weren't cussing. It was very tame, and we could still do it. And I just wish they – and they don't have to change everyone out. I think you still need some of the established voices in golf and media still in there, but you can take some other people out and add some new flavor in there. It's not that hard, especially now, too, because we're all just sitting at home doing nothing. Why don't you add a five-minute segment of someone new or something else, something fresh, but – it was such an exciting tournament, and that was just – it was a bummer for me that, again, it, the broadcast killed it. But I didn't see – I didn't notice fans being there and not being there. I didn't see a big difference. I felt it was actually nice to watch without fans there screaming, mashed potatoes and get in the hole and just being you know stupid. I know there, that's fun, especially in like a Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup situation where – you know each side are kind of going at each other and that's what makes it so great. And you get the tiger roars, but there was something almost kind of peaceful about these guys just going out and playing golf. It kind of brought them back to what I remember is playing in junior golf and college golf. And it was fun to see them just play and not have yeah. any distractions. And it was, I liked it. I mean, I definitely want fans to be there, but it wasn't as I thought it was going to be a huge difference and it really wasn't. I thought it was actually fine. I didn't notice it or it wasn't a big, issue like I remember watching UFC and the first time without fans was alarming (laughs) it was weird to watch both golf I didn't really get that feeling yeah and it was funny because Xander poor fucking Xander oh my god uh he was like I'm actually glad there were no crowds after he missed that little putt on 17 I mean both putts but Colin missed his on 17 in that playoff too I mean they both I mean like 
the groan that would have been would have probably made him all all even feel worse. But I had I had another a question for you. Did you see any of the inside the ropes bits they did with the celebrities yelling the names of the players? Because that was very that was terrible. By the way, <laughs> they set up a microphone for the players to walk by and talk. You, did you see that part? <gasps> yes. Not great. How desperate was that? That was, it was like, I was so embarrassed. I, and these guys, they didn't, and they, they didn't edit it. They, did, they didn't cut to when they were done talking. They were like, okay, you, when they left. And they were all so, like, couldn't wait to get out of there. It was crazy. It was just desperate. Well, there was also some controversy this week as well because they wanted to try to mic up the players and they said that they asked all of the players in the field and Ricky Fowler was the only player to say yes to being mic'd up. Adam Hadwin later came in and said, I also said yes to it. So I don't know what's true and what's not true, but that is interesting to see that these guys, they're just there to play. They're not trying to amplify the experience. And honestly, if you play good golf, that's, all we really want to see. So I don't really need to see all of these other excess things in there. It's great to have a player mic'd up, but I can hear everything Jordan Spieth is saying. He doesn't even need a mic and he's still going at it. So I think just having good play is what you need. And honestly, as a player, I would not want to be mic'd up. The things you say under pressure with very conservative sponsors, especially in golf, it could be a very terrible mix. And golf is so frustrating. And I don't think you want to be mic'd up and saying fuck or, you know, whatever you say when you're kind of at the heat of a competition, it'd be horrible. So I get why players don't want to be mic'd up. And I think there are small little things they can do to make the viewer experience much better. And that's by just changing it up a little bit, adding new voices in there. You don't need to make the players do all this excess stuff. They're to, they're there to play and they need to play well. But all in all, I'll say I was pleasantly surprised. It was so great to have golf back, to be able to watch. It was the guys all played really awesome. Of course, some of the big names missed the cut. I'm sure some of them were a bit rusty. You could see in the short putts for sure. <laughs> Everyone could not hit a short putt, probably because the greens or the greens were pretty grainy. So on the next segment coming up, I have my very good friend Dan, and we're going to talk about picks for the next week with UFC and also golf. I am a new, better gambler. I don't really know what to call. I'm a novice, but all that I've learned has come from DraftKings. I love it. I'm getting more and more into it. I have a very addictive personality, so this might be a reoccurring segment, and it's going to get more intense as we go. Maybe we can do some fun things where we uh, put some bets on the line. Josh, Tori, you down for that? I know I am. So keep on listening, and we're going to share our picks for next week for UFC and golf. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So we're introducing a new segment, and it's a betting segment. And I brought in my best friend, Dan. Dan, I don't even know how to say your last name at this point. I don't know how sad it is. You've just been in my contact as Dan Total Frat Move. for Friend, friend is a strong <laughs> word. Um, Yeah, we we kind of have to go back to the beginning. You actually, funny story, you started my career. And I think we have to tell this story because if it wasn't for Dan, I wouldn't be doing any of this. So Dan was the guy who wrote the original article on Total Frat Move that made me go viral. It was a love letter to me and (laughs) it started my career. Uh, first off, let me just say, I was under the impression I was going to a legitimate golf podcast, but there seems to be a significant, uh, like, I don't see Carson Daly anywhere. Where's Carson Daly? I hate you. So you could probably tell we have a very toxic relationship and we have, how long have we been friends now? Six years? Yeah. Who's the, the producer that stole all of Taylor Swift's songs? That's more of our relationship. <laughs> Basically, yeah, like Dr. Frankenstein and like the monster he created. That's kind of the relationship we have. He has molded me into who I am today. So we got to thank Dan for that. But Dan is the only guy I know who is a complete degenerate when it comes to gambling and betting. So that is why he's going to come on today and do this little betting segment. Because, again, he's taught me everything that I know. But, Dan, I thought you said you were going to share some little insight on who I am. Well, it's great that you have me on, uh, especially right after a golf tournament just happened. So there's no odds posted. So I really appreciate that first off. Um, You're welcome. I'm going to tell you who you are. Okay, so you want to you go right into that? Let's just get right into it. I know I didn't, I didn't pre- <laughs> By the way, I didn't prepare anything gambling. Uh, the gambling's just been off the cuff. So, I mean, obviously, I, I prepared well for this. 
Uh, so I did a little thing called uh, nine things you don't know about Paige because a little little inside tip for anyone trying to get into the biz, you do not do a round number. You want to have an odd number. It's easier for people to click. Uh, like if I said 10 things about Paige that you don't know about Paige, you don't click on that, that article. You do nine things for whatever reason, people click. So let's just get started, shall we? Are you ready for this? I got to be honest. I can't wait for this. Okay. I am so nervous. Dan knows me better than anyone else. Like we, even though I, even though you don't know his last name. Yep. I know what it is. I just I have don't no know. No idea what my last name. No, is. No, I just don't know how to say. It. I don't know if it's register or register. It's neither. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, well, Pitch. Uh, I mean, you could have even said register, and I would have been fine with it because. So many people have called me that my entire life, but oh it is regester like a clown. I thought that's easy. what I said. Eh, you're close. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was praying for Brown. I was hoping your name was Brown. Yeah. Brown with an E. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea. It's French. I hate you. Get into it. All right. Nine things you didn't know about Paige Renee. Boom. <laughs> Is it, that's not your last name. Why is that the name of the podcast? Good question. Because no one knows how to spell my last name. It's like Everyone your last knows. name. It's Spur-Ram-Ick. Yeah, okay. Well, you okay. do. But that's because you know everything about me. And I'm going to show it right here. So nine things you don't know about Paige. First off, this is a very true statement, and I'll let her defend herself after I say it. <laughs> She's a Bigfoot truther, despite all the evidence. <laughs> strong, strong. Yes, I am a Bigfoot, Bigfoot truther through and through. I wrote a 10-page research paper on it in high school. I believe in it. There's absolutely no facts to back me up, but they're out there, and I know. I, I just feel it in my body that they're out there. You got to be hoping Corona clears up, right, so you can go to that convention in 2021. I know 2020 exactly. already got canceled, so. I already have my costume and everything. Okay, okay. So that's the first one. Second one, she can rap Biggie bar for bar. Paige. <laughs> Paige also loves to be put on the spot. So Paige, go ahead. I can only rap when I'm drunk. And you know that. That's not true. You don't drink. <laughs> no. So That's not a fact either. I can only also rap it when we're about to die. So only, Dan came yeah. out. To, <laughs> I was going to say, only when we're driving in the car. <laughs> And I'm feared for my life because you're an awful driver that rivals Tony Stewart. <laughs> so Dan was in San Diego. And if any of you have ever driven in San Diego or anywhere in California, it's terrifying. And so you have to be very aggressive. And so I took that to the extreme. And I was speeding and cutting people off. And Dan was gripping the side of the car. Like His knuckles were white. And he looked like he was about to throw up. And we get there and he's like... I can't believe you just did that. We didn't die. So, and we're fine. Mind you, I've driven the streets of Miami. Yeah, we also worked in valet, so you know how to work a car. This is true. Third fact. She was all Mountain West twice, despite sleeping on a futon with a giant crater the size, like this giant crater in her fucking futon. (laughs) She slept on a futon in college, all throughout college. So the story is that I, my parents didn't want me to get a queen size bed. They only wanted me to have a twin. And we had this fold down 
Yeah, it's a futon. So it was a couch, but it would fold down into a queen-size bed. The only problem is if you had anyone else there, someone had to sleep on the crack. So you either had to pick one side or the other, and it was the most uncomfortable. I mean, the mattress was probably an inch. Like There was no cushion whatsoever. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. The fact that you were able to just get out of bed, let alone play golf at like a, a high level, like kudos to you. Like, yeah, I had a lot of back problems, a lot of shoulder problems in college. That, that's it. That's really impressive. But Dan, did you ever sleep in the crack? I just got to know some, I got to get a little bit of a. I mean, uh, that, that seems very, that seems like a very disrespectful question. And I'm going to leave that to Paige. I don't know how inside baseball we're going to get. Dan and I dated for about a week and it was horribly toxic. And very we decided. Toxic. <laughs> horribly toxic. And so we decided that we we're going to stay friends after that San Diego trip. And it was probably because he had to sleep in the crack and he was completely cranky the entire time. So in the, so in the last episode, when you said, do I still talk to any exes? Dan is who I was talking about. No, and just to clarify, he's not the guy who said he would hit me yeah. with a car after a terrible blowjob. No, no, no. I'm the guy that sold feet pics to a random dude. That's a true story. He actually did that. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> this, I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. All right. Uh, she has a side gig where she goes under the alias Penelope Pulse. Uh, this is at a place called Fluffy Feline. It's a classy establishment in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, you're probably thinking, is this a gentleman's club? And the answer is yes. However, she's a DJ. <laughs> Do you Real? guys think that... Do you think that's true or false? False. That one's not, that's not true. But I did go to a ton of strip clubs in college. That a girl. Fifth fact. She wanted to become a pro tech deck skater, but her massive hands routinely broke the little boy <laughs> boards. <laughs> Care to elaborate? So do you remember that episode where I was talking about men with small hands? That's Dan. <laughs> Dan like has small, this. Small in like an NFL draft, like comparison, yes. Like I'm not going hot. I'm not going top five rounds in the, in the NFL draft as a quarterback. Dan, your hands are smaller than mine. You literally look like you have baby hands when you're walking. You look like a little T-Rex. You're just like, I don't know what to do with these. They're so little and dainty. Whereas you like to often tell me, I have Deadpool who had his hand blown off hands as it's slowly growing back. Exactly. Hey, Dan, this is what happens to dudes on this show, by the way. I should have no, warned you. No, I'm very familiar with the way she deals with men on a, a regular basis. All right, so the next fact. Her favorite food in the world is soup. Wait, wait, hold up. No, no, I'm sorry. All right. That's actually, uh, that's for my Ted Cruz podcast. <laughs> that's not it. Uh, her favorite food is actually fruit by the foot, but she doesn't eat it. She only sniffs it because her parents deprived her of sugar as a child. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. 
my parents didn't let me have sugar until, I mean, until I went to college. And then I ended up gaining 40 pounds like my freshman year. But we used to have these protein shakes where my mom would put like tofu in it and protein powder and everything disgusting you could ever think of. And they were like brown and gray. They were disgusting. And so we never had any processed sugar. So that is actually very true. (laughs) How does Dan know this? Dan knows this because he knows everything about me. (laughs) Wow. Unfortunately, yes. And I don't know how to say his last name, so it's a very one-sided friendship. (laughs) Clearly, when she's saying toxic... It's from her <laughs> Next fact. Her favorite movie is the 2012 classic Battleship. You'll remember this with Rihanna and the guy that played Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. <coughs> oh, my God. Friday Night Lights was better than Battleship. Is that real? Is that a true one? Is yeah, she loves true? Battleship. <laughs> It's not my favorite movie, though. Danny, you know my favorite movie. That's right. It's, it's the soon-to-be Battleship 2. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what, wait, what, what are we on? Six, seven? Uh, we're on the eighth fact. That's oh, thank to, goodness. Thank goodness. Fact. Oh, no. So with, with that knowledge that her favorite movie is Battleship, what is her favorite board game? Board game is Battleship. No, it's Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> see what, I see what you did there, Dan. You walked me right in that. Thank you. It's like the old trap. The trap door. <laughs> is it, it's not really, though. Is it really Candyland? Yeah, what? it is. Oh. I mean, what else would it be? My seven-year-old's tired of Candyland. I love Candyland. Oh, my God. She, she as a child wanted to go to Gumdrop Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then her parents had to tell play. her it wasn't a real place. Because I can't have any sugar. <laughs> There's a theme here. <laughs> okay and the last fact obviously you know she was homeschooled uh but did you know growing up her best friend was an imaginary platypus named steve is this is this a true uh, is this true an imaginary platypus friend named steve i didn't really have many friends <laughs> not at all oh, yeah yeah but platypus <laughs> You know, it just comes right to your mind. Steve was a good one. You know, she, she's always had a wild imagination. I do give her credit for that. That's why we click so well. Oh, God. Those are great. That's a, that's a really solid nine plus she's a shitty driver is 10. I mean, I love I love. No, no, no. We don't put 10. Nobody clicks on 10. Everyone clicks Sorry. on nine. Although nobody reads anymore other than the headlines, so it doesn't matter. So the real reason we have you on, Dan, today is to talk about betting, because I know that you are a degenerate better and gambler. You know, it's really funny, actually, because throughout our entire friendship, Dan has lost a lot of money betting, and I have tried so hard to get him to stop. I have yelled at him. I said I wasn't going to talk to him anymore. And now I'm bringing him on to talk about betting. <laughs> so I'm a fantastic friend. So I'm finally using your skills to benefit me because that's all I do with our friendship. There have been more compliments in that last 30 seconds than our entire relationship. <laughs> so thank you. Hey, so Dan, are you across the board better? You're like, that's your gig. That's your jam. That's what you do? 
Well, you see, we're in a transitional period right now, obviously, uh, between jobs. Uh, so yes, gambling is the thing that I, I, I currently do to make money. Thank God sports are back. And by sports, I mean golf and UFC. <laughs> Dan, let me hear your UFC picks and then we'll go into golf. So I have some golf picks, but I don't have any for UFC. So I'm relying heavily on you here. Okay. So like the really only notable fight that's coming up uh, next week is Curtis Blades versus Alexander Volkov. Uh, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Curtis Blades is an absolute beast, but I don't bet on favorites in UFC. I love to bet underdogs. So give me the Volkov. Uh, the, I believe he's Russian or he's Eastern <laughs> European. One of them. Yeah. Give me the, give me the giant Russian. It's usually a really solid pick. And then we have golf. Who is your pick for the RBC? Uh, probably a favorite's going to win, but also betting on favorites for the birds. You need to get some juice. Uh, I, the, t- the pick you texted me, I actually like, is uh, Joel Damon. That's, I, you, I, you ruined I my moment. With, you ruined my moment. I won't go moment. with Joel Damon. <laughs> That's okay, I'll go I'll with like. someone else. <laughs> That's not my pick. You can Who's have your, your, your moment. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with JT Poston. Ooh, that's actually no, pretty solid. Like pick. I said, there's there's no odds yet. Uh, I imagine he's gonna be at least seventy to one or above. So yeah, give me some. Give me some juice. Give me some JT. So my two give me picks. The postman. <laughs> Are you done? You done? Ooh. Posty. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so my pick is <clears throat> Joel Damon. All right. Thank. <laughs> I hate you. It just ruined the entire moment. You just ruined it for me. I picked Joel Damon. He just shot a 58 recently here in Arizona. He played well uh, this week, so I think he's going to win soon. And then I also thought that Gary Woodland might also have a chance to win. He played well, but didn't quite have it in the final round. So I think that he's also a good solid pick for the RBC. I also have a few more picks. Of course. Go. <laughs> Okay, uh, Tyrell Hatton will call himself the C-word. Trying to call, I'm trying to keep this kosher for, for this segment of the podcast. Who knows if you're trying to get a sponsor. So, yeah, he'll, Tyrell Hatton will call himself the C-word. Minus 700, hammer that. Do you want to hear a fun story about Tyrell Hatton? Sure. If you call him anything but Tyrell, he'll want to fight you. When I was a starter he's a, in Dubai. He's a small man. When I was a starter in Dubai, they said, you can't mess up his name. He's the one guy you cannot mess up his name because he will hate you forever. So, Dan, you just made an enemy right then and there. He is the only golfer who is more inside his own head than Jordan Spieth. (laughs) What's your next pick? All right, we got Justin Johnson, DJ. Justin Johnson will be on a boat by Saturday, minus 120. (laughs) There's no chance he makes this cut. He wants the party he's there he, he doesn't care he just wants to be on a, a pontoon boat drinking drinking some buds hanging out with paulina maybe brooks will join him because brooks doesn't really want to be a part of this either yeah it's not a major so they don't care i, yeah. I like that bet i like that bet a lot uh sung jm i mean you just write him down for a top 10 like <laughs> this is this is code words that announcers always always say for asians it's uh he's a machine <laughs> he's played i think the most golf out of any person on tour i think he played almost every single event last year 
in he's going to play every single no, he event doesn't, this year. He doesn't have a residence. When he won Rookie of the Year, <laughs> they, they needed an address. And it's just really, PGA Tour. <laughs> he lives in hotels, so they could not send him his award because he had no residence. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, he's number one. He's in the FedEx Cup. You big yeah. FedEx Cup guy. Yeah. Well, no, I just I just know that about him. I don't. We know stand the FedEx Cup here on <laughs> playing with Paige. Wow. Wow. You just messed up the name of my show. First time, long time. <laughs> hey, Dan, can I ask you what what the how the odds were on 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 today's finish, or 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 what how. On Daniel Berger, just kind of outlasting people missing two foot putts. Oh, God. Uh, I think going in, he was like 25 to 1 before the round started. Who, so, who was it? Did they have Rory? Who did they have? As a favorite, Xander. He had the lead. Uh, yeah. Right. And oh, that was just heartbreaking. <laughs> Colin Morikawa. He's so elegant. So elegant. <laughs> but he missed that two footer. Or three foot or whatever it was. Oh my god, elegant! That's such a that great word. That that's what they call him every time. Whenever oh, yeah. they introduce oh, yeah. him, they're like Colin Morikawa, elegant player. Yeah, you're right. That's amazing. Sun J M, machine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are my picks. Uh, give me J T Post Malone. Oh, thanks, Dan. You nailed that. Even though you. Almost ruined my entire life by telling everyone my deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. You took it easy on me. I will say that. I was surprised. You're the one that, that revealed the biggest secret. <laughs> that we dated? I don't want Are that on my record. I was like, you're embarrassed, aren't you? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> oh, man. If you, if, you heard last, if you heard last week, you do not want to be on that list. I mean, I, I was, I, I am a bowler, so. <laughs> Is that real? Is that real? Are you a bowler? Those little hands know how to do a good job. Yeah. Uh, people say that I was con- conceived in a bowling alley by my parents. Uh, they met in a bowling league. They got married. They got married pretty quickly after. So you can kind of do the math. PG, is that the bowler? You will never know. to yourself you did this to you hey nice fingers dad well i will say though that i deserve this because i have ruined every single one of his relationships after me (laughs) and have ruined his life so i well deserve that and thanks dan for coming on and giving us your picks i think we might have to have you on next week as well to talk about picks again so you know, I would say it was a pleasure, but that would be a lie. <laughs> but I guess, like, I have nothing else going on, so you might, I might as well come on. Well, we'd love to have you back, and hope you guys enjoyed that segment. You got to uh, learn a little bit more about me. <laughs> oh, gosh, you guys are going to know so much about me by the end of this podcast. It's going to be embarrassing. But hopefully you got some good picks out of it, and we're going to be doing some TNA next, so stick around. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? 
how do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. a little T and A. I'm excited for the question. So let's get right into it. We're still skipping the song. So we're just going to. Yeah, I know. I know we're skipping the song pro tour. We lost our jam. All right. Speaking of jingles, we have an email from August. He says, I'm a big fan of the podcast and really enjoy listening every week. As much as I enjoyed Tori and Josh's jingle on T and A, I recorded a few for you guys. I'm a musician in New York City with a little to do, too much time on my hands in quarantine. Hope you all enjoy. So here's the first one. <gasps> really? So that's the first one. Which one's your favorite, Tori? I get it, girl. Just got me. (laughs) But, you know, we love the emails. Keep them coming, you guys. We didn't even know somebody would make a remix. I love when... I'll look at the Playing Around podcast Instagram and 
You guys are hilarious. First off, thanks for all the support with the podcast. We have a lot of fun doing this. But a guy sent me this picture. Maybe I'll put it up on the Playing Around Instagram. But it was a reference to last week, my very awkward experience with a male. And it was me, a picture that he took where I was kind of laying down. And it was this blown out... Um, you know, it was like, uh, Pillsbury rolls and it was kind of blown out. And so it was kind of like this dough just hanging down next to me. And it was like 45 minutes later. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've seen in a really long time. So if it gets approved, I'll, I'll put it up there on the Instagram so you guys can see it. But I love when you send me things. The jingles were awesome. We might have to incorporate that into, uh, the next TNA segment. August, you killed it, but he's going to take us out of our job, so I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, look, Pro Tour, Pro Tour, we knew that we were going to, that PG was going to kick us to the curb, right? So what we did is we created the movement. It's true. That's the way you got to look at it. Or Josh is just saying that he is secretly August and submitted these <laughs> tunes himself just so some way he could still stay there. Anywho, moving on to question number two. This one's from Nick. What kind of panties do you wear when you play golf? Are thongs better to move in, or do you prefer a more bikini brief? What is your normal type for everyday life as well? I normally don't wear underwear, but it's because I'm wearing spanky shorts and it just is too many layers if you have everything on. So it's usually like built-in shorts for my skirts or I'll just wear spankies, but no underwear. So you don't wear underwear ever? No, just when, when I play golf and I'm wearing my skirts or like leggings, I don't wear underwear. Well, what's your normal type for everyday life? Uh, I definitely just go for a nice thong because it doesn't have any panty lines. When I'm going to bed, I wear ultimate granny panties. It's the most comfortable thing ever, and they are big and wide and comfy, and I rock them. (laughs) They go all the way up to her boobs. Just one of those comfy pairs. Sexy all and Yeah, I can sleep in it like a little pod. <laughs> this is our this is our TNA question. Again, if you guys have more listener questions or you want to submit fun jingles, email us at par at iheartradio.com. Anyways, this is TNA from Devin. My son is five years old and he loves to play golf. Right now, I'm just trying to make sure it's fun for him as possible, such as having special colored balls, tees, and driving the golf cart. Are there any small tips I should give slash teach him? I want to make sure that he's you know, getting better, but also keeping it fun. I think the biggest thing is when you have a young child getting into a sport, do not rush them. Do not force them to play. Always take their lead on everything. I will say it's really important to get them good instruction right away. And you, unless you are a pro yourself or a really low handicap, I don't recommend giving your kid tips get them into lessons or clinics or kids camps, anything where they know, you know, that they're getting good instruction right away. It's going to make the game so much easier for them and they're not going to get as frustrated. It's also going to save your relationship. I know that when my mom, she would come to my lessons with me and then she would try to teach me after. And it really strained our relationship because she was not my mom anymore. She was trying to be my instructor. And as you guys know, she was also my teacher at home. So we never really had any of those boundaries. And I think that it would have been much better if we just established that she was mom, not coach. And it was 
easy, as easy as that. The next thing is having fun little games. So one thing I like to do with little kids when I was doing kids clinics were fill up water balloons and you guys can do this outside and you hit the water balloon and it's so much fun because you get to watch it explode and as it's summer it's getting hotter so it'll be a really fun thing that you guys can do outside together and you bribe them. You give them fun little things like candy or ice cream or money, whatever it may be to get them motivated. And this is also really great too, because it puts a little pressure on them and it's going to help them later on when they are competing and there is something on the line. They're not going to be scared of it because they've already played for that dollar bill or that trip to an ice cream shop after. So those are some of my favorite tips to do with your kids. Can I throw one in? Always. My uh, my son just had his best. His uh, he shot a fifty four on a par twenty seven. Nice. Uh, v- very happy. Uh, but we we keep his scorecards taped to his closet door. And what I've been trying to work on with him is putting because, as we all know, putting you know wins wins everything, money, tournaments, everything. So every time he two putts, I carry his clubs the next hole. So I mark all his putts as well as his score on a scorecard. But anytime he two putts are better, I, I'm the one I, I, he doesn't have to carry his clubs. And then, then bribing, like PG said, bribing ice cream, bribing dollars, bribing whatever they like is always a great idea. Don't make it, don't make it too crazy. Make it about fun bribes and not like, not like 10, 10, $20 or anything like that. But, um, yeah, like anything measured is improved with golf. And, uh, so those are, those are mine. And Devin's follow-up question is, the mental aspect part of golf is huge. Do you have any tips to help when a person starts to struggle during a round? <laughs> I have seen more sports psychologists than you will ever know. I have tried everything and anything. I should have a fun YouTube video on this. So I talked about, I did a whole YouTube video about why I didn't make it as a professional. And it was never to, down to my physical ability it was always my mental ability i i was a fucking head case <laughs> i like I, I, it was bad it was really bad and so i have seen multiple sports psychologists from doing biofeedback to gimmicky anything that you can think of i've tried it there are three things that i have seen with sports psychologists that have worked for me the first one is with PN Lin. They do the think box and the play box. So there is there's this Vision 54. You probably know this from Annika Swarmstam. And their idea is that you should try to birdie every single hole. And so that's why it's called Vision 54. But something that they have is the think box and the play box. And so when you're behind this imaginary visible line, you're in your think box. So this is where you check the wind, you pick your club, you're doing your practice swings, you're picking the shots you're going to hit. And then as soon as you're ready to go, you cross that invisible line and you're in the play box. You're not thinking of, anything else other than the shot at hand. And I really like that because you're in the present moment. There's so many times where I'm over the golf ball and I'm like, I really hope I don't hit this in the shit or I hope I don't hit this OB or and all these negative thoughts seem to come into your head. But if you have a clear goal in mind of, okay, I'm in my play box now and all I'm going to work on is the shot that I have, it seems to really help. Another one is breaking your scorecard up into threes. 
And so you're playing three holes at a time. It's very daunting when you are on the first tee and you know you have 18 holes left. And let's say you double the first hole. You're already like, ah, I'm two over. I have 17 holes left. I need to make a birdie. And you start pressing right away. So if you break it up into three for the front nine and back nine, just break it up into three, you try to play, you have a goal in mind. So I want to play these next three holes at one under par. Maybe there's a reachable par five. Or if there's a couple really hard holes, I want to get out one over even. And so you have small little goals each time. And it really helps you stay again in the present moment and not be too overwhelmed at your score or what's happening. And it's I really like that. And you can also put like these three holes, I'm going to drink water. These three holes, I'm going to have my snack. Or that's what I would do for competition because I would forget to eat or drink or do certain things. So that's another one that I really like. And next one is breathing. You hear this all the time, but a lot of people don't actually know how to breathe correctly. They breathe from their shoulders. And so if you take a deep breath, your shoulders shouldn't go up to your ears. They should actually stay where they are. And so you should put your hand on your stomach. And when you're breathing, you should feel your hand move out and back in. And that's the best way to breathe. If you breathe from your shoulders, you're actually putting tension in your upper body. And that's the absolute worst possible thing you can do in golf because you're going to get quick and tight and probably hit those quick snap hooks or block it right. And I do this in my pre-shot routine. I have a very deliberate pre-shot routine and everyone should have a pre-shot routine down to seconds. It should be the same every single time. So I stand behind it in my think box. I have my yards. I have everything. I stand behind. I take a, a second and I breathe. I take two deep breaths and then I cross the line and I'm ready to go. And those are the three things that really helped me when I was playing. Well, to a degree, I was a lost cause. So <laughs> it helped me Shut as much up. as I, I was. I, I got to the point where, and golf can definitely do this to you. And I think this is kind of where Jordan Spieth was I feel like he's coming back now but you get so in your head and you're thinking about everything and you're trying to do too much you play your best golf when you're confident you're not thinking of anything so you want to try to eliminate almost everything that you can to not be thinking of your mechanics or not thinking of all these techniques that you have golf you play your best golf when it's easy and I was so in my head about it and I I was seeing all these different sports psychologists and I thought I was fucked up and I couldn't play. And so I felt like I was crazy and I, I couldn't do it. So I just got to a point where there was like no return. Like I, I just like, I just felt lost. So when you get to that point, maybe take a little bit of time off. That seemed to really help for me and play for fun. That's the biggest thing too. It's, it's not that serious. And especially if you're not competing full time, Try to just have a good time out there, and you're going to play so much better if you're relaxed and calm and laughing and smiling and not so focused in on what your score is. I love that box thing, but but also don't don't say. I mean, I understand that you were saying you're a head case, but you you do have good advice. See, so yeah, that's the that's what I think is really great about this podcast is that I have experienced it all, and so I have the knowledge. I just couldn't implement it into my game and into my life so <laughs> i have are, everything but you have the knowledge you i have are, the knowledge yeah and i think it's almost <laughs> questions awesomely because i've been through and i think it's almost better to hear it from someone who has failed multiple times and has tried so many different things and what works and what doesn't work because i've i've done it like i i've been at the bottom the very very bottom rock bottom with golf and so i've come out of it kind of 
cor- sort of kind of like golf. Eh, depends on the day. But no, that's why I like giving this advice because I feel like it can be really helpful for a lot of people who are struggling with everything I've been gone through. But you don't have to spend $10,000 on a sports psychologist. So you're welcome. Is that what it costs? Yeah. For one of them for a year. You should have been a sports psychologist. I know. With the glasses and let down the hair. Yeah. Well, now I, I give it to you for free. Every story would be, listen, take it from me, or don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> do as I say, it's like my, not as I do. That is my life motto right there. But yeah, you guys, are, you're welcome. I'm giving you all this amazing advice for free, just like my entire life. I'm just giving everything out for free, so... <laughs> So thank you guys so much for the questions. That was a fun little TNA. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. I did. I'm excited for golf to be back. Now we have a lot of things to talk about. And don't worry, we'll still get to those very personal, awkward stories that I have because I still have plenty of them. But we'll have some golf to talk about as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, you know where to send them. That's P-A-R-I-Heartradio.com or follow us at the Playing Around Podcast. Cool. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.